0: I'm not going to not going to do a full talk this morning but I just feel to um <clears throat> to just bring a few things just where we've been speaking about purpose what is the purpose of the church and uh my first point here is that we would be a house of prayer we'd be a house of prayer and I love that that's what we're devoting time to this morning it's what we're investing our time into, and, and I, I really want us to become a house of prayer, that we're not um, feel like it needs to be prayed in any particular way. If you're not a prayer over a microphone, that's all good. <laughs> if you struggle to pray in a small group, that's all good too. You know, Jesus can hear the heart of all men, he knows the thoughts, and so we can gather and we can agree with what you're praying in your own heart but I want us to be a a house of prayer. And I was thinking last night about how Jesus got a little bit upset when his house turned into something else, when it became a a marketplace or it became its purpose shifted. And he came in and he got maybe a little bit angrier than he usually was with his disciples. He got pretty frustrated and he, he started to turn over tables and he demonstrated something and the disciples were like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And I think what we can take from that is that He's jealous for his people and he's jealous for his people's attention and he's jealous for our hearts turned to him and, and communing with him. And so our purpose, the point of gathering together, one of them is to be a house of prayer. And so let's grow in that together. Let's grow in that. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to be meeting at 9.20 to pray for our services every Sunday and you're more than welcome to join us for that. If you're a parent with small people, I understand that that's tricky and that's all good. Pray from home, pray from the car. We can, we can partner together from different places, but there is something significant about when we gather together in a space. Another purpose of the church, why would you battle floods and rain to gather together? What's, what's the purpose? And as we've experienced again this morning, it's worship. Worship. We can worship in the car. You can worship in the shower. You can worship Him. Actually, worship isn't singing, by the way. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a life laid down. It's life devoted to Him. And every aspect of your world can be worshiped to Him if it's your heart posture towards Him. And so your work You can turn up on Monday morning and go, Lord, would my day, would my week be unto you as worship to you? But just as we've experienced this morning, and I love that Mel prayed that we're right on a threshold. And I believe we crossed over that threshold because all of a sudden, man, something shifted in this space. Did you feel it? Did you recognize it? It didn't. It didn't mean that our voices got louder, but I believe our faith grew. Our faith got bigger. And we were stirred. And I, and I choose to believe that the Holy Spirit, like, walked in this room. And we sung that song that, Jesus, your name is power, breath, and living water. And this is the God that we worship. And man, we're nothing without the, the breath of God. We're nothing without... Our, our gatherings will be pretty empty without the power of God turning up. No matter how good our music team is, no matter how epic the tea and coffee is after the service and the the morning tea, like it's still it's it's vacant because of the lack of power, the lack of substance. And as we were just praying over here, um, uh, Lydia started to to pray, and and it, I just I felt like I, I had a picture of. What God is starting to do for you, for us, um, back home we live in, or we lived, I should say, we lived in Pukirua Bay, uh, which is just north of Wellington, and um, <clears throat> and you can look out over the ocean. And some days you look out and it's just ocean, and some days it's cloud, and some days it's 120 gale force kilometer winds. And, and the walls are literally moving. But some days, the clarity was so good that all of a sudden, the South Island appeared. And you're like, that wasn't there yesterday. But it was there yesterday. We just couldn't see it. <laughs> and it's not even like on, it was cloudy. It's like sometimes the sun is shining and, there's, and it's a blue sky, but you can't see the South Island. And then... We look up to um, Carpeti Island, and Carpeti Island is a lot closer than um, the South Island from where we are, North Island, South Island, it's a bit far, but Carpeti Island, you can actually get there in a little boat um, with a 50 horsepower, you can get across there really quickly and you can go fishing and there's kingfish, but all of a sudden, the one day we're looking out and I went, darling, what's that? And we're looking at the at Island, and all of a sudden the sun was shining, and there was a new island in front of Kapiti Island that lit up, and we could see it with full clarity. And I got our binoculars and I was like, was there an earthquake last night and that island appeared out of nowhere? Like, am I seeing things? And I actually I was like a bit in like, oh my goodness, what am I seeing? Was that always there? We just Didn't have eyes to see it. We couldn't see it in full clarity. And then every so often, every so often, you can look out, and it's often right on dusk, and it's on the very still days, and you can look out and you can see Mount Ruapehu and then over here Mount Taranaki, and you can see them so clear. And it's like the clarity of it, you don't even need binoculars. You can see it. And you're like, I couldn't see that yesterday. I couldn't see that last week. Was it always there? You know. And I, what, I, what I felt like God sort of spoke while we were just praying and communing with him is that he's going to start to give us more and more clarity of what has always been there what's always been in front of us and what he's inviting us to see and what he's inviting us to step into and what he's inviting us to sort of shift our attention towards, that God is so much bigger than what we sort of saw yesterday. And I hope that in a year's time, God will be so much bigger than what we see today. And this is the God, like, um, Lydia prayed that you're, you're the God of yesterday, today, and forever he's an eternal God and he invites us and he he draws us in and it's like you know with little people we're sort of teaching them the world and the world is big and it's available to them but they can't see it fully and they don't understand it and they don't know what to do with it necessarily and I feel like God's gonna take us as his children as his people and start to go hey here's here's more and more what I'm preparing you for. And I think that's why, you know, if you haven't had a chance, listen to what Mel spoke last week and before that was Bruce and Shirley just speaking about hospitality. Why is hospitality so important for us now? And Mel said it's hospitality of the heart. That's us personally. Hospitality of the home, your, your space, your family, your close proximity. And it's a hospitality Of the house, and why is it important to be hospitable to the Lord? Why is it important to be hospitable to, to Him? Because otherwise, we can be hostile to Him. And I don't know if I don't know what your experience of walking into this place this morning is. I hope that it's a warm welcome. I hope that it's an invitation. It's a hey, come sit wherever you like. Get to know us. Um, Sarah, was it? I met Sarah, it's her first time back for a few years, and it's it's amazing to have you here, Sarah. And I hope that you feel welcome and a part of us. And I hope that we all become the welcoming committee. We all become this hospitality team. You know, we don't all have to cram in the kitchen and serve each other cups of tea, but but what does it mean to be hospitable to one another in this house? And to be hospitable firstly to the Lord, that He would choose to come and grace us with his presence that alters a morning and all of a sudden we're five minutes over the normal finish time. Um, The week before that I spoke, I think I did, and the passage that rung true for me is Ephesians 4.16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. He makes the whole body of Christ fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and the whole body is growing and the whole body is full of love. And what that speaks to me is that our purpose of gathering, the, the point of why I can't wait to be here on a Sunday, is that I will grow because of you. I will grow in love for the Father and love for people because of you. And I'll grow and become more and more healthy and whole because of you. And I hope that we'll all see that. We'll all start to realize that it's like, wow, (laughs) the point of gathering, the point of his church, the reason, like, have you ever stopped and thought about the fact that God wrote the story He he knew that Jesus was the only answer to full salvation for us. And then he knew that Jesus had to go so that the Holy Spirit could come. And he placed all the emphasis on us, his church, to be the living representation on the earth of his goodness, to be able to articulate in our own unique ways whether it's good and on a mic or whether it's across the desk at work or whether it's over the dinner table or whether it's randomly at a supermarket, that we could love God enough and be so filled with love enough that we would be able to share this good news that we've come to know when he prompts and in the way that he leads. And the thought that I wanted to just um bring today. I was I was gonna share a testimony of our, our time in Australia and what God did over there, but I just I feel to just um to just bring this and then um we're gonna end the service today with just uh anyone who needs prayer. Prayer for healing, prayer for wholeness, prayer for anything, prayer for your land at home if your house is underwater or your land is underwater. Prayer for anything that we're just going to create an opportunity to pray um, and pray for one another. And there'll be tea and coffee and stuff as well. But um, the purpose of the church, why we, would, why we would choose to gather, it's fellowship and it's discipleship. And what does discipleship look like? Three E's. Encourage, equip, and edify. Encouragement. We're encouraged when we get together. And man, I want to encourage you, Elliot, for praying. What that did for me is it shifted something in me. And I went, yes. And my spirit agreed with what you're praying. And it and it's like the encouragement of the body is is powerful. Equipping. Why do we need to be equipped? Because we need to grow. What do we need to grow in? Everything. (laughs) Grow in love, grow in our abilities, grow in the things that God has placed upon us as uniquely for the body. So we want to make this place a place of equipping that you would leave going, wow, I feel equipped for this week more than I did last week in my faith. And sometimes that's just sharing faith and it stirs us up. And I'm like, man, I'm full of faith today because of testimony that I've heard of how good God is. And edify, edify is the building up, the building up. And I wonder if, I didn't save it, but I'm just going to quickly open my Bible app and hope it's there from early hours of this morning. Ah, it's not. wonder if you can, you know the Bible app when you can sometimes go, what did you recently highlight? No, I can't do that either. I'll post it on the on the group. But there's this amazing passage that um, it speaks of us being able to edify. Edify is the building up of one another. And I think this world, the the importance of that to me is that this world, the culture, the even the way of humour in New Zealand is to bring each other down. And and it's really funny. But ultimately, it's bringing people down. <laughs> um, and Tall Poppy and the media, it feels like everything's around to bring each other down. And I believe that the reason that's in there, to edify one another, it's that we would feel like, we're, man, we're being built up by one another. That's the point of the church, to gather together, to encourage, to equip, and to edify. Build one another up in faith, in hope, and in love. And then discipleship. And so these are things that we're going to start to look to and and we're going to uh, move into next month, a month of vision. God, where are you taking us? What's the island that's always been there that you're now bringing clarity to, that I can see clearer because you're you're bringing sight to us? And um, that's about enough from me. We're a house of prayer. We're a house of encouragement, equipping edification, the building up of one another, worship, communion, communing with the Father, and a house of prayer. So let's pray. Father, thank you for turning up this morning in our midst. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for the words that you etched into our hearts this morning that we need to write down and we need to not forget. Father, thank you for the ways in which you speak to us through one another. Thank you for the ways in which you build us up. Thank you that your heart for us is that we would become more whole, more healthy, more full of love. And that's love for you, God, and love for one another, love for people. Love God, love one another. It's the greatest commandment that when when Jesus was, um, he was challenged. What's the greatest commandment of all 613 Levitical laws, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, to love your brother. So Father, would you, we invite you, and I invite you, Jesus, to take us on this journey together as a people, not just individuals, but as a community of believers, the gathering of the saints, that you would do this work in us, that we would disciple one another into what it looks like to become more and more Christ-like each day. Thank you in your holy name we pray. Amen.